You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. I've not learned music. Just the good stuff, baby. Have I told you guys about the, the toy soldiers at Disney Springs when I was there last holiday season? No. Like the Toy Story toy soldiers? No, they're like uh, like nutcrackers, like Christmas soldiers. Oh. Okay. I think you would find the story as funny as I did when I saw it. Um, so at, at Disney Springs, like the, like the shopping area at Disney World, my sister and I were there visiting her friend. Um, and they have these guys for the holidays. They have like... Uh, uh, snope, which is like soap snow, and it's like mm-hmm. it's all Christmas themed. It's very nice looking, and they have these guys on stilts who are toy soldiers, like from the Nutcracker, and they're probably nine and a half feet tall, and they walk around and wave at guests and stuff like that. And one of them walks out of the backstage area, has taken maybe three steps on his shift as toy soldier, and a guy walks up to him and goes, "Can you call the police?" <laughs> what? Because he found this like crying child who was like separated from his party, but we we're like, why would you ask the guy on stilts with no phone? He's he's, he's the highest up. His voice travels the farthest. It's like he's not asking them to take out his phone. He's saying, please call out for the police. This man's clearly in the military because of his uniform. <laughs> First of all, thank you for your service. <laughs> Second of all, it was literally like he left like the like the break room area and took two steps into like the the main thoroughfare. And can you call the police? <laughs> like, there's a it's not Six Flags. Like there's an employee every eleven feet here. <laughs> he was the guy you asked. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I I just love this idea now. That I can walk up to characters in uniform and ask them where they served. <laughs> I'll go up to a nutcracker. <laughs> Thank you for your service, sir. <laughs> service in the rat war. <laughs> I was the one guy shooting back at you in Toy Story. What is it called? Midway Arcade. They, they were in the Christmas trees. <laughs> Uh, uh, PTSD here in Jingle Bells. <laughs> park. Th- nope. You got it. Gonna, you got to say park the Serral Dangels. <laughs> a park theme. Uh, a park theme served by Disney. PTSD. No, it doesn't work. Mm. That works. We'll count it. Yeah. Judges? <laughs> yes, we count it. The D can sound for Disney. Are you guys, is Twitter still up? Yeah, it's still up. Somehow. Still going with no driver at the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I had the thought the other day. I think it'd be very fun if we had a, a website, a social network website that was open from like 11 to midnight Eastern Standard Time. Or like. Like that show? At no, like 11 a.m. to like oh. midnight. Oh. So like, you know, you account for like in the, on the West Coast, they get 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. And we just, it's like, all right, after it's, you know, it's getting close to closing time, make your last post. And then for, you know, whatever, 10 hours, there's nothing. Yeah, it's a, I, I like this idea because it, it sets up bedtime 
for for Twitter users, which I need, and also it mm. really screws over the Australians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Australians. You're also not allowed to see the posts after hours as well. Oh yeah, like, you open totally Twitter like down. we're closed. It's the bird hanging Sorry, like folks, a site's closed. A, yeah, the bird's like holding like a, a little sign at its mouth. Like, can't come on to see posts. Mm-hmm. We'll see you at <laughs> seven a.m. Like people are like I got a post at Twitter rope drop about I don't know uh, serving being a good neighbor. Oh no! You could do all kinds of uh, like fun holiday things, like change the change the whole website. Yeah. And like there'd be no there'd be no cutover. It would just be like you just sync get the get the site ready for the next day. And then that I like this idea. This store hours social media doesn't it seem wholesome? It? it does. Yeah. This mon pop social media. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to uh, where is it? Where's Silicon Valley? San Francisco, San Fernando Valley, somewhere over there. Yeah, get Northern South California. There. I'm going to go yeah. pitch it to several venture capitalists. We should think about the name. I think it should it should really farm interest from those people in like Australia and New Zealand. We should call it Kiwi Farms. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Actually that name might be open. A wholesome name. Yeah, it's, it's available. I just checked. Oh. Cool. There's nothing there. Um I think if we we kind of like just, you know, spitball in here. We just like it's, you know, play through different channels and things like that. And so we remind people that, like, hey, you're, you know, you're posting for channels, and we just call it 4chan. Mm. Well, per- there we go. I like it. Yeah. It's abbreviated. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, these ideas are getting better and better. <laughs> um, it's a hub. Okay. Um, <laughs> I get the perfect drum riff. <laughs> Hoover, Hoover. I wonder if that guy got paid for that. Oh, man. Yeah. He's getting paid royalties. I have to say, he's the richest man. <laughs> There's. Mere hours ago. Mildred Hill, move over. <laughs> We're recording this on a Sunday. Hours ago, uh, Defunct Land just dropped a, a feature-length documentary about who composed the Disney Channel theme. It's oh, cool. some of his best work yet. I highly recommend the both. This is not my show until I highly recommend the both of you go watch it as soon as you can after we're done recording. I want to follow up. Who recorded the... I can't even hum it, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what it sounds like. <laughs> okay. Me neither. I, I didn't but know there were, was one until just now. Interesting. What is this? <laughs> what kind of recorded that one. Whoa. What if it was Rico Star? Like what, what if <laughs> Yo, what if what if you what if you asked that and one of us was just like said the guy's name? <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm well aware of his work. He's got a great group. Also man, the 20th Century Fox. <laughs> But that's Fox with two X's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, three quirked up white boys with a little bit of swag. But <laughs> are they goaded with the sauce? Find out on tonight's thrilling installment of Radish Podcast, episode 224. Man. Uh, we're bringing you just the good stuff. And tonight, some weird stuff. My name is Will. Uh, and if you see me in public, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the premises. <laughs> Leave <laughs> away. Uh, I'm Sean. If you see me in public, say a nice thing. Actually, wait. I'm going to give you a code word, Honey Badger. Oh, that's you see me in public. What is, what is Reddit like in 2011? 
honey badger. That's the first thing I thought of. Say the narwhal bacon's at midnight. <laughs> Stolen from the president. <laughs> but if we really want uh, a, 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 a Sean style, you can say flash and I'll say thunder. Because that's what they used in World War II in the hmm. European theater. You, you'll, you'll terrify a poor old man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tyler, and if you see me in Publix, I'm picking up a sub. <laughs> Maybe a Foster's. What's <laughs> Walking out of there with an ultimate sub and a big old can of Foster's. Mm. There aren't or any Publix here, are there? No, I miss it. Probably like Dinkle Hinkles. <laughs> yeah. Go down to the local Dinkle Hinkles. I what did I get? What did Doctor Oz call it? <laughs> Wagner's. Wagner's. I, <laughs> I. I'm like open. I'm not. Here's the thing: is that Peyton gets onto me onto this about me. T- hold on, she gets onto me about this too. But like when it, like she presents the idea of like living in a different state, and she's like, mm-hmm. "What about North Carolina?" I was like, "I don't want to live there. They have when Dixie. Okay, what was it? Harris, Harris Teeter. Teeter. It's like I can't yeah. go to." Oh, I've got to drop by Harris Teeter. Like, every other state around the United States has a worst-name grocery store, and I'm happy with Kroger and Publix. I hate the Western ones because they're all plural. Not possessive. Yeah. Ralph's is Ralph's. not Ralph apostrophe S. Isn't that it is awful. multiple Ralph's. Multiple Ralph's, yep. There's Ralph's. How there's does that work? Vons. Vons. In Arizona, it's fries. And it pisses me off because it's fries in the red, like... Like it looks like the old Fry's Electronics, yeah. And Albertsons. Awful. Um, how is that not a guy named Albertson's store? <laughs> like, how yeah. is what? multiple Albertsons? And and there's one called Safeway, and I've never felt safe in the parking lot there. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, what's your usual? What's your what's your grocery uh, store out there? My what do you mean? Spots, <laughs> uh, shoot, uh, this is going to sound so performative. I main Trader Joe's, okay? Oh, sure. Oh, okay. Um, what if you need real <laughs> groceries? <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually. What about actual staples instead of like, I'm feeling like Lamb Vindaloo tonight? <laughs> Their Lamb Vindaloo is great. It's, the fuck? Yeah, it's fucking excellent. I'm craving it right now. Um, Trader Albertsons. Is good. Albertsons. Okay. Trader Joe's is good if you have a second a secondary grocery store to stop it on the way home to buy all the things they don't have. <laughs> exactly. Don't have Trader Joe's is like a huge freezer aisle and cheap wine aisle, and it rules for that reason. But it's like, I need olive oil and baking soda. I'm not going to Trader Joe's. Mm. I asked for baking yeah. soda, and they say, like, it's present in the <laughs> off knock, knockoff Cheerios. I'm like, I don't need that. It's called Joe Powder. <laughs> it's called Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's called, we call it Baking Joda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're gonna go for olive oil, and you're gonna come back with like fucking pumpkin flax oil. Exactly. Or some shit like, like, <laughs> I need the name brand. Don't get me started on Aldi. Mm. Aldi sells Barbie food. <laughs> <laughs> Something about walking into a grocery store and being able to see the back of it from the front door <laughs> is just throws the vibes off. Mm. Aldi reminds me of. The Scooby-Doo movie where they go to that, like, little apartment that's, like, made up so the aliens can, like, experience life on Earth. Remember that? There's, like, yes. an ins- instructional video for, like, this, the, the demons. <laughs> Looks like someone drew a grocery store from memory. <laughs> Walk in, like, oh, yeah, this would have been designed by Germans. I get it. <laughs> they make you, like, bag your own groceries. 
Yeah. And they're weird when you don't do it fast enough. <laughs> that was that's the <laughs> I get I feel the, bad for the cashiers because you know they experience one old man every day who comes up and goes, What are you sitting down for? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's how they do it what in Europe. What is your job? <laughs> to wave a laser at groceries? <laughs> that's scarcely a job. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, good news. A um, lot of animals <laughs> this week. Yeah. It's been... Uh, this one's from the New Yorker, so mileage may vary. Or sorry, New York Post. Uh, <laughs> shots fired at the New Yorker. Uh, <laughs> This is the New Yorker, so your liberal aunt's going to love this. Um, (laughs) All right, New York Post. Massive flock of sheep has been walking in a circle for 12 straight days in China. No one knows what's happening here. Uh, This is a mass hysteria uh, situation. There are, on this farm in China, where there are 34 pens of sheep. Pen number 13, ominously, is the one they have been moving in a circle for 12 days. (laughs) It's, it is unclear if they stop to eat or sleep, it said. Which I, they have to, right? Like, Yeah, they'd be dead if they... Surely. There's yeah. just some on-the-sly on the shift-changing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one knows why. And they think there's a thing called... Uh, it's a ba- bacterial disease called uh, circling disease, which can affect livestock and causes them to, to walk in the direction that they're being affected in kind of a circle. But that's normally fatal within 24 hours. And they've been going on, this entire flock of sheep has been going on for almost two weeks now. And no one knows why. <laughs> so we're just kind of living with that. <laughs> Something cosmic. Sure. That or just yeah. sure. labor organizing. Yeah, and that too. Yeah. The strike. <laughs> Has anyone crossed the line? <laughs> to walk the in scab. Uh, what a beautiful alley we just did. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. Truly. Good luck um, to these sheep. I hope no one breaks it. Yeah. If you're still in the sheep circle, stay in line. <laughs> <laughs> stay in the sheep circle. It's in the inner Mongolia region. So I got to think that Mount Everest is involved somehow. Just, <laughs> yeah. I have some kids in the Montessori school in fucking uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, start doing the same thing. <laughs> just like opposite sides of the earth. Just like there's something like boring down to the core. <laughs> the, the, the axis shifts. The per, the perfect <laughs> force dyad. Exactly. <laughs> Corpus uh, Christi is the new North Pole. <laughs> just, we notice the season start magnet. rapidly changing. <laughs> the new axis is in the circle of the sheep and in the circle of the toddlers. I would be so pissed. I would be so pissed if Santa had to go to Corpus Christi. <laughs> so would he he would probably literally love living on the iceberg more three four generations from now and it's about maybe 30 percent of us are cannons um we just know that corpus christi is where santa lives be nice everyone knows that Dumbass. santa lives in corpus christi texas he makes he loves with those montessori toddlers <laughs> <laughs> what are elves we only know Montessori toddlers. What if that's how this North Pole came to be? <laughs> Just a, a mass amnesia of the human, uh, the human race. <laughs> Little kids start walking in a circle. That's how you get your North Pole. Checkmate, science. 
Uh, we'll keep you updated if the sheep ha- have the lamb stopped marching, Clarice. If the, if the sheep stop walking in a circle. Um, Tyler, you I brought think this the world next. will know. Yeah, Why stop, were you I think at recorder practice? <laughs> I don't know what they play at Montessori schools, but I'm just imagining Montessori toddlers as elves. Oh, boy. I just picture those beads on the track of the dentist office. That's all they learn. (laughs) Uh, Tyler, you brought this next one because it seems close to home. Uh, Do you want to fill us in with what's going on? Yep. So there's 10,000 of us. (laughs) 10,000 minks are in uh, northwestern Ohio. It belongs to us now. Uh, Yeah. Ohio belongs to City Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler comes to the, this week's episode with a new land acquirement announcement. <laughs> yep. So I was wondering where they all were. Ten thousand minks were in a uh, farm for our fur in uh, Northwest Ohio. Did you say our and fur. our fur, mink fur. Everybody okay, loves okay, mink yeah, fur cool, in cool, their cool, coats. Cool. Yeah, you're, you're a fur, not my, not our. Cool. Yeah, not not yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, a vandal broke in. Released all of the uh, the minks, and there they go. They're they're free in, in northwestern Ohio. A lot of them have been captured, but a lot of them haven't. And um, now it's Ohio's problem. <laughs> um, in this article, it says that somebody spray-painted the letters ALF, which stands for Animal Liberation Front. But it's way better to assume that ALF did this. <laughs> <It's> ALF. <laughs> yeah, knowing what minks, M-I-N-K, not M-E-N-K. Sorry, I got this wrong. Uh, the the 10,000 M-E-N-Ks have not been found yet. Um, the 10,000 minks um, have been and, and released. But they look kind of like ALF. I mean, they're small little cute we- weasels. They eat cats. Kind of like ALF is. They eat cats, yeah. Uh, they also wrote We'll Be Back, which I assume is for the, the vigilantes. But it's kind of fun to think that the minks wrote that. It's like uh, yeah. go, going <laughs> out for smokes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going out for a little stroll. We're going to go visit the aerospace museum. Is there one? We heard about Cedar Point. <laughs> 10,000 minks on top of Thrill Dragster. <laughs> it's going to be a recreation of that one old Disney nature film with all the lemmings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just like told him to jump. <laughs> um good for them though it sounds like yeah. they weren't yeah. they were in a pretty bad spot uh ohio and now they're free yeah <laughs> yeah i i think it's a it's a radish uh tradition to cover uh when whenever like a monkeys escape or you know a large amount of any sort of animal escapes a lab so i'm just reporting the facts here radish has been described as a friend of elf in in multiple <laughs> contexts so uh, I like Alf a lot more than Peta. Oh, yeah, well, Alf's out here doing the damn thing. Peta is just like making commercials that makes me hate them more. Yeah, <laughs> he is just making like eye rolling ads. Yeah. yeah, Alf's out here being like Alf is Avalanche from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> <laughs> Peta is uh, Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. Real quick before we move on. Because we are legally obligated to weigh in. Where are you guys on Chili Watch? Uh, Make your neighbor stuff. I think it's delightful. Cool. We got one pro chili. One Be a racist. Cool neighbor. <laughs> I was if, if I were in the guy's shoes in this situation, uh, where someone felt took so much pity on me that I was eating just so terribly that they showed up at my door with a pot of chili, just being like, "Please eat some real food." I'd be so embarrassed. Well, like I. I 
let's let's context here. They just moved in. Okay. Yeah. They're new neighbors. This is not a this is not a pity chili. This is a hey, you just moved in. You probably haven't set up all your stuff yet. Do you want Welcome some to chili? the neighborhood chili. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I support that for sure. An established neighbor, even an established neighbor chili, really is it? You can just say, hey, I made too much. Yeah. Uh, for context, people are are attacking a woman on Twitter who made her neighbor some chili, which seems like the most innocuous post of all time. But wouldn't you know it, the machine that incentivizes having the worst take possible uh, has done the thing in the box. Um, <laughs> and people are being like, well, what if they were allergic? Or like, what if they took offense to this? It's like, if, you, if you're allergic, or even if you don't like chili, I would just take it and be like, thank you. Dump it out. Yeah. (laughs) Rinse it, wait five days, and then use your bowl back. Like, that is the kindest thing in the world. Thank you so much. And you close the door, like, I hate this kind of thing. And you dump it out, but you return it back later. And you're still like, it is an extremely kind gesture. I can't imagine someone being like, how dare you? I can. Really, it's really the... (laughs) I can too. Uh, it's really, the, really the final boss of of bad faith arguments. It's like yeah. this person's bringing me chili because they hate me, because <laughs> they are ableist. Uh, uh, whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paper boy, reading in TV. <laughs> Truly, uh, there's a third Olsen twin. Um, all right, let's. <laughs> It makes sense. Uh, good stuff. Have you guys been... Uh, Sean, are you talking about the sequel to To the Wonder by Terrence Malick? No, I'm not. <laughs> right <laughs> no, I'm talking about the sequel the to that one movie starring... Uh, uh, no, it's gone now. Forget it. Um, no, I'm talking about the movie that is... Let me get it prepared. Because I didn't have it on my phone. This Sean's is... Pulling it up. He's about to like fast forward and watch three seconds of like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about I'll the newly the uh, slightly ahead of his description <laughs> of it. <laughs> Looks like there's a guy and uh, it's, it up, it's, I think it's Florence Pugh. She moves real quick. I think it's about her fast speed. Uh, no, it's called. <laughs> it's called The Wonder. It is directed by Sebastian Lelio, written by uh, Emma Donahue, who also wrote Room. Um, but it is Netflix's newest, one of their newest uh, distributed movies. It is about a nurse, an English nurse who goes to Ireland in the late 19th century to examine what the people of the village consider a miracle, which happens to be a young girl who has not eaten for two or three months and says she uh, survives off of manna from heaven. Um, And it is her kind of crisis of faith versus science and her trying to help and bond with this girl as they go through this together. It is a gorgeously shot wonderfully acted it is a fantastic drama um that really surprised me i saw you know a couple clips online i haven't seen netflix talk about this anywhere market it or anything and then i saw one person post like the first 90 seconds of the movie which are extremely jarring um because you know for a movie a period piece that starts in 19th that begins you know takes place in 19th century ireland the movie starts in um uh, a soundstage essentially And you hear a woman's voice saying, like, this is a story. This is a movie called The Wonder. And it's basically saying, like, we invite you to, you know, take part in the story and believe in it as you see fit and as, like, as you witness it. And then it, like, the camera pans around through the soundstage and then it 
happens upon Florence Pugh on this ship traveling to Ireland. Um, it is a fascinating beginning to a movie that kind of breaks the fourth wall in one of the most like interesting ways I've seen in a long time. Um, but the rest, what you know, proceeds from there, I'll let you dive into. But it is a you know, hundred minute movie that is super interesting, super well acted. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies of the year so far, um, and it just came. It seemingly came out of nowhere. Um, so yeah, highly recommend The Wonder. So. So many questions. Yeah. Uh, this seems super interesting, but I'm curious. You said the first 10 minutes are jarring. Is it just jarring in the experience of the breaking of the fourth wall? Or is there like actual like jarring, like hard images to no, like it's what it's, is it more of like a period piece or is this like an actual like, whoa, like scary psychological? No, it, it's very much. It's not. It's just jarring in that you know you're like, oh, I'm about to watch a, a period movie, and it starts off in a modern day sound stages, and so and then when it transitions oh, well, from well, that, well, oh, gotcha. so it's it's. I don't know if y'all ever saw the Power of the Dog, but it feels a lot like that, where it's a very. I think it has the same cinematographer, but it's a very extremely well shot, kind of moody period piece about like these gotcha. characters interacting in an extraordinary situations. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, it's really well acted. I know, like Florence got so much publicity and everything about don't worry darling which i haven't seen yet so plan to but the wonder it showcases her talents and is also uh very like well written and well told whereas i've heard don't worry darling is not as much mm. i i'm well, heading home for thanksgiving i think this is going to be the family movie night movie <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like interesting a- the intersection of five, four people who can't agree on a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can you can tell them that it's like, hey, Sean said this was really good, and if no, you know, if one person doesn't like it, that's all right. But I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really interesting. Sorry, I might have missed it. Where 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 can you find it now? Or is it just in theaters? It's Netflix. It's straight to Netflix. Oh, whoa, whoa. I I, oh, I poured cool. salt around my chair. We're good. Um, okay, thank God. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I do every recording now, but yeah, it's on Netflix just came out. I want to say the 17th of November. So real recent worth watching. Okay. Tyler, what do you got? Uh, so, so a lot of stuff that I've been doing over the past few weeks, other than, you know, kind of freaking out about uh, I, the mass hysteria event that took place of is Twitter going to be gone? Uh, that was wild that one night that everyone was like, all right, everybody, goodbye, follow me here. And then a lot of people were like, by the way, here I am naked. And it's like, whoa, what, why are we doing this? <laughs> um, anyway. That happened? Yeah, that, that happened. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, Sean, I mean, John. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. I've also I've, I've been doing a lot of like old stuff we've talked about on the on the podcast before. I've been playing through my first time playing through Persona uh, Five Royal on the Switch, and that has been a blast. I'm also watching through Odd Taxi for the first yeah. time, which was recommended on the show like I don't know how many years ago. Rips. Um, was- but uh, the new Pokemon game came out last week, and yeah, that's right. I've I've been playing Persona and, and Pokemon the past whole weekend. So ladies, please line up to the left. Um, take take a number. Um, it's it's an interesting game. Uh, you have you guys have been if you guys been seeing the coverage of, of Pokemon, the new Pokemon that came out, Scarlet and Violet, Pokemon twenty seventy seven. Yeah, yeah, Pokemon twenty twenty seventy seven. I've watched some um, gameplay too, and it's uh, it looks fun. Looks a little rough. Yeah, yeah. I'm I gotta say I'm right off the bat. I'm disappointed. 
uh, mainly in, in the glitchiness and, you know, just the overall just, it's not broken and it's not unplayable, but there's just a lot of just, it's more than quality of life. It's like, okay, this needed to wait a little bit. But beyond that, it's a very fun Pokemon game. It, uh, you know, it kind of breaks the mold in a lot of ways. It's the first Pokemon game that really feels like an MMO where you can like start in one city and walk for 20 minutes and go into another city and there's no like cut loading screens or anything like that, which is cool. And it's great how you can go down a route from one city to another and not just encounter the same three Pokemon every single, you know, half step that you take. You, you like literally like 30 plus in between cities you can create all these different teams just right from the go which is really cool and they give you a lot of freedom in this one too it's like a 30 minute tutorial at the beginning where they're like hey this is pokemon this is a pokemon you can fight them you're in a school now go it's pretty much how the tutorial is there's three different storylines that you can just complete whenever you feel like it Oh, wow. Um, which one one is the gyms. You could do, go do all the gyms. The other is Titans, where you just go and fight all of these mystical Titans. And then the third is Team Star, which is like their team rocket of disgruntled students that go and set up makeshift forts throughout the, uh, the island. Um, it's set on Spain, which is really cool. And um, the music is actually really, really good um, compared to a lot of other Pokemon games. Well, it's set in Pokemon um, Spain. Yeah, poker. It's not set right. in. Here's Madrid. It's not set in, in Madrid. It's yeah, in Barcelona. Barcelona. Um, yeah. <laughs> Who's your it's, starter? It's, Squirtle. <laughs> <laughs> Squirtle. Starter. Uh, I went with the weed cat, by the way, with with starters. Yeah. Um, what what else can I say about it? The glitches really really suck, and I are think you experiencing that, them as well, Tyler? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Like it's clipping. Um, the frame rate sucks at stuff that's like far away. Like this should have a lot of people were upset about a fucking tree in sword and shield. And that was the one problem they had was like, this tree looks like shit. And this one, there's really nothing you can hide behind. It's, it's, it should have been gestated for a little bit longer in my opinion, but I'm still playing it. I'm still having a good time. I'm sure a lot is going to be said about it on a lot of Indie Source podcasts over the next few weeks. So yeah. if you're super into the game and want to listen to more long form uh, discussion about it, check those out. But um, yeah, my sister got it, and she's a normie, and she's been enjoying it. That's so. good. Did it? Does it take? A, does it take anything from Arceus and that like Pokemon come out of nowhere? And I guess they've always come out of nowhere and attacked you. Do they chase yeah, you? So is it like it's open world, right? It's open world, yeah. and they, they take, take a lot from Arceus, but also I feel like they take a step back in a few ways from mm-hmm. some of the dynamics of Arceus, and that's because both of them were developed alongside each other yeah. by two separate teams. Got it. Okay. Um, so I didn't know if this was the follow-up to Arceus, but I guess it's the more the follow-up to Sword and Shield. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's, it's more the follow-up to Sword and Shield. Um, but yeah, it's, it's open world. There's, you know, Pokemon running around, and you can... They could chase you, and you could chase them, and it's it's a step. <laughs> that makes it sound kind of sinister. Just like <laughs> yeah. music of just like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get this Gyarados. I can only name the first. I can only name five Pokemon, uh, but just like Did you say, Gyarados, Gyarados, <laughs> whatever. Right. The Gyarados, Gyarados. Uh. Very funny this game came out the same week as My Good Stuff. Um, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm going to pick up Scarlet at some point. Like Some of the new Pokemon look like bangers. Uh, oh yeah, the Pokemon are great. Just wait like three or four or seven or eight patches before you pick Pokemon up. Sword and Shield get a patch. They got like two patches for performance. Sure. 
Uh, so it's not it's not uncharted territory. But uh, I've been playing the new God of War, God of War Ragnarok, based on the Taika Waititi film. Um, <laughs> uh, it's the sequel to 2018's God of War, which was kind of a sequel, kind of a reboot to the God of War series, where Kratos now has a son. Uh, that's kind of the plot of the game. He's got a son, and Baldur is mad at him, the Norse god. <laughs> uh, that one, I think, kind of dipped its toes uh, ooh, into uh, some some Norse mythology. There's like Baldur, like Freya's in it. Uh, Thor's sons are two of the bosses. Uh, but it, it doesn't really get really in the weeds of the, the big heavy hitters. And this is the conclusion to it. So this is the, uh, they're not doing three games because the director was like, I don't want my team to spend 15 years of their life on one story. We're just doing two games. Uh, and right off the bat, there's mo- every Norse god you wanted to see in one is here. Yay, uh, they're they're nice. name dropping all kinds of crap. We're get- Heimdall has been name dropped. I haven't fought him yet. Uh, you, f- you meet Thor and Odin pretty right off the bat in a pretty spectacular fight set piece thing. Uh, it's the, the dialogue's a little reddity. It's a little bit uh, a little bit quippy. Um, which mm-hmm. if, if you if you're wanting the, you know the Northmen, this is not it. But if you're wanting a game where you cut up Draugr's with an ice axe, uh, that's this is it. It's kind of the overall plot is that Kratos is uh, has this kid with this his ex wife who's dead. That's why she's dead as ex. Um, and she's played by Deborah Ann Wall like as herself. Like fully motion oh, captured cool. Daredevil girlfriend, and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> oh wow! Uh, why is she just herself? Why is no one else?" <laughs> it's a little jarring. Uh, and so you've you've killed Balder in the last game. Spoilers for the last game: you kill the main bad guy, uh, and which brings on Fimble Winter, which is the the prophesized the that tells you riddles. Yeah, <laughs> say his name backwards. Uh, uh, it's the prophesized prelude to Ragnarok, which is the end of the world, and uh, none of the people in Norse realms really like Odin or Thor. They're real bastards, kind of true to mythology. It doesn't, it doesn't, it really doesn't sugarcoat it at all. Like, it's, it highlights how terrible ancient gods are in mythology, and so uh, you're trying to, to fight Odin. You're trying to get a grassroots movement to to kill the the Norse gods, and so currently we are on a, or at the beginning. I'm on a quest to find Tyr, who's the the Norse god of war, and he's going to oh. meet Kratos, the, the the now Greek god of war. And so I'm only like eight hours into it. There's a, it's really fun. It's it's a little bit it's a little bit Ubisoft. Pick up a bunch of stuff on the map, a little bit mm. super tight combat, and a, but if you're if you're someone who wants the the PlayStation big cinematic experience but thought that like last of us was too slow and want something a little more devil may cry with like combos and, and combat i think this is it because like it's it, it the opening credits are a wolf dog sled race while you're going through the snow while freya shoots flaming hawks at you from the trees <laughs> like it's like the, the coolest like playable opening credit scene ever uh i guess spoilers but it's, it's the first level of the game um mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going. I know it's going to wrap up, so I'm excited to see that. But uh, the first fight against Thor, where you know, very video game esque, you get your ass kicked the first time, uh, is is pretty awesome. Uh, if you're not going to play it, I would say at least watch the fight scenes because they're spectacular. <laughs> they do how to they do know how to make those. Um, I played probably halfway through the first one. I need to go back and replay it. Um, There's a recap. 
Oh, good. If you don't want to play the know. first one, there is a recap uh, you can play in the first in the, in the title screen. Kind of get the, oh, wow. the overall plot. Good to know. Good to know. Are the Valkyrie in this? I haven't seen them yet. There is a okay. a combat challenge thing in the volcano realm. I've mainly been in Svartalheim, which is the dwarven realm. Ah, um, yes. Uh, I know the place. That's where Thimble Winter lives. <laughs> no, Thimble Winter affects Svartalheim differently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's also done in, so, the, uh, like the first one, it's done in the uh, Birdman style of the entire game was one continuous shot behind Kratos. Yeah. Cool. Nice. So this is Norway's ver. I mean, because the, the goal of this, I assume, is to go and kill Odin, right. start the world over. It sounds like every single JRPG I've played over the past year. Yggdrasil's <laughs> there. This is an yeah, RPG, I guess? Norse? There's there's a skill tree. I'd say it's RPG light. Like, there's different weapons, and you can okay. level them up, and there's... Mm. It's it's a lot of... A, it's a lot of half games. <laughs> it's, like, not quite an RPG. Not quite, like, mm-hmm. a Dark Souls combat-focused game. Like, not quite a Neo. Not quite a, a Sony cinematic press triangle game. Yeah. Uh, mm. I've heard I, it's I, like I, puzzle I, games here and there. Yeah, there's puzzle. My my one complaint, this has been the complaint online, is that when you encounter a puzzle, you will have to stop. <laughs> there's nothing you can do to stop your companions, Mimir, the 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 head from the last game, and, and your and your son from just giving you the answer. <laughs> They're so <laughs> eager to give you hints. They'll be like, you'll literally walk up and see a spinning wheel. They're like, use your use your axe to freeze it, and you're like, I could have I could have thought of that if you'd given me. <laughs> They will just tell you the we'll answer. Walk up to a, a Sudoku puzzle. My Seven! son. Basically. <laughs> I can't That's wait fun. for Kratos to fight the Christian god next. It's <laughs> <laughs> going to be controversial. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think as Kratos fights the flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> <laughs> the Reddit god. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to fight him and Gabe Newell. <laughs> I think Aztec would be cool, but oh yeah, for for doing mythology, they, they do a pretty good job of keeping the the lore not romanticized and pretty uh mm-hmm. pretty true, pretty true and respectful. Like the the Svartalheim region is like beautiful. It's like, and it, mm. it also looks like a 4K movie. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> no glitches in this one. There's probably mm-hmm. glitches, but I didn't get a glitch where a uh, quest would load. So there are glitches, but it oh. looked um, Speaking of Eldritch Gods. <laughs> great segue, Will. I'm full of <laughs> I, I get so excited when I hear us speaking of. It's like, oh boy, where are they going to no. pull from? Uh, I had originally wanted to talk about a phenomenon called the bloop. Uh, so I looked it up because it's, it's cryptid adjacent. It's not cryptozoological. I would say it's crypto, uh, current logical. No, no, no. crypto, uh, audiological. Audio, yeah, audio, crypto iconological. Uh, so the uh, U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has an underwater sonar that they use to monitor the oceans, and there are a handful of sounds they have picked up, which they do not know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you go to, we will tweet this out uh, on list of unexplained sounds. Uh, there is uh, audio of all the sounds you can listen to and you can guess. Uh, they have they're categorized into ones that they have identified and ones that they have not identified. Uh, the bloop was one they picked up, which was just a, a 
rapidly rising frequency and they had no idea what it was <laughs> several times louder than a blue whale, the loudest animal. Uh, you can listen to it. In fact, I'll play it now. There we go. Whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they think it was an ice quake. A lot of these, a lot of these are moving ice glaciers. So the bloop was glaciers moving together. Had a weird sound. Another weird one was called Julia. So they, these all have names, which sounded like the, the name Julia being spoken. <laughs> Another iceberg. Uh, train, slow down. These were all like icebergs and underwater anomalies. Two they haven't discovered are upsweep and whistle. Whistle sounds like a train whistle. Upsweep sounds like an alarm. And they don't know what they are. They have not pinned it down to, this is a glacier. They're just like, we found this underwater. And there's something so scary about hearing a sound underwater that mm-hmm. they don't know what it is. <laughs> Cause yeah. It's not like a picture where you can doctor it. It's like, no, we heard this. Yeah, We don't know what's making this underwater sound several times louder than a blue whale. <laughs> That's not kids. <laughs> it's not just some guy off a canoe just making clapping sounds in his, with his hands. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of really fun ones, though, if you're under the uh, related articles of um, uh, unexplained sounds. Uh, here's one uh, called Bioduck. Uh, I don't know if y'all can Whoa. I don't know if y'all can play this where you're at, but if you could listen. To- I, I played it before we. Uh, oh, you did. OK, cool. We recorded. Cool. cool, cool. Yeah. Bioduck uh, sounds like ducks quacking. Uh, it was recorded in the Southern Ocean in Antarctica, and they just didn't know what it was. There's underwater duck quacking sound. Uh, that one was actually solved. Penguins? It's Antarctic mink whales. So, Tyler. Oh, damn. That's where they went. <laughs> it's, it might be minky whale, M-I-N-K-E, but... Mm. Uh, no, the E's silent. The E's silent. Okay, like cool. The G in lasagna. Uh, here's a fun one. On the other side of the spectrum, skyquakes. Uh, skyquakes are the unexplained phenomenon of hearing a booming sound in the sky. They are not local to any specific region. Uh, Latin America, the U.S., the Philippines, Netherlands, Japan, Italy, Indonesia, France, and Bangladesh all have their own term for this. They're experienced in all of these places. Um, it's described as inordinately loud thunder with no clouds. And no Ooh. one knows what it is. <laughs> There's lots of... It sounds like when I grab Del Taco on the flight. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots. Call that shit a skyquake. <laughs> <laughs> lots of uh, hypotheses. Uh, one coronal mass ejections. Uh, also, me Ooh. after Corona. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just solar wind equivalent of a sonic boom. Uh, meteors. Mm. It's all. It's all hypothesized to be sonic booms of different uh, sources: volcanic eruptions, avalanches, underwater caves collapsing. But the fact that like. You can just be walking around and just hear like a boom in the sky and just be like, well, <laughs> don't know what that I was. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> I call all my family. Like, I think this is it. Go <laughs> back to church. Man. Another general one is called the hum, which is a name given to a widespread reports of persistent low frequency humming. And there are lots of these. There's the Taos hum, uh, the Auckland hum, the Windsor hum. Uh, some of these are diving 
board positions. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, lots of uh, various hums in different parts of the country. Uh, there's one uh, which is uh, still at large. Um, the, the Ralph's Hummer. The ping <laughs> at the Fury and Hecla oh. Strait. In none of it, Canada? They were just having none of it. Uh, mm-hmm. It sounded like a loud, loud hum or beep heard throughout 2016. Uh, local hunters heard it. Uh, they cannot figure out what it is. There's no submarine activity there. They don't know what happened. <laughs> There's just a loud hum they heard a couple of years ago. Also in 2016. Uh, was this 2016? That's when Radish started. Yeah. That was 17. Ooh. Oh, is there in 17? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Like Radish was the hum. Next hum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Moodist Noises in Moodist, Connecticut. Um, Moodist? Moodist. M-O-O-D-U-S. Modus? Moodist? Moodist. Moodist Noises sounds like a jam band that Sean gets incredibly enamored with a week from now. Well, it's the high school football team is the Moodist High School Noises. <laughs> <laughs> it's a famous uh, phenomenon uh, due to underwater or due to uh, shallow micro earthquakes and caverns underneath the uh, city. So they were just hearing these like Whoa. strange noises and humming and booming from under the earth. And like native Americans thought it was like God. And <laughs> <laughs> like when the, like, when too. like the, the Puritans came and they just figured it was like, Oh, evil city. Let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, HP Lovecraft's the Dunwich horror is based on the Moodist noises. Uh, um. New England scary thing. Uh, my yeah. favorite one that I've read, this is the last one we'll talk about. It's called the forest grove sound. And heard in Forest Grove, Oregon in 2016. Um, <laughs> because unlike the rest of these, this was a high-pitched intermittent noise heard by over 200 people throughout February 2016 <laughs> and never again. <laughs> wow. Throughout the month, it sounded like people described it as a giant flute playing off-pitch, car brakes, a steam whistle, uh, a bad violin note playing nonstop feedback, and it played throughout a month. And they never figured out what it was. <laughs> the ca- they closed the case because they stopped hearing it. One guy said, faulty attic fan, which you got to think that doesn't permeate a town. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but apparently a, a performing arts theater that Halloween, too soon, opened up a haunted house that used the noise <laughs> and had aliens. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, that's amazing. But the Forest I'm Grove sound is the, is the, the outlier because it wasn't icebergs. It wasn't sonic boom no one knows just a high-pitched scream that everyone heard for a month <laughs> damn uh yeah nbc news York got a residency there <laughs> <laughs> uh so that's unexplained sound it's not encrypted so to speak uh cool stuff it's creepy yeah, stuff no, no, it's into my it my spine is is effectively tingled it's, yeah. it's not halloween anymore but these no. in fact this is our thanksgiving episode thank you for these quirked up white boys. Are <laughs> um, cool. So in light of Pokemon coming out this week, mm. I ask you because we're getting, we're getting in this Pokemon. They pretty established that like they eat the Pokemon, right? What? I saw a tweet that was like, what do you I mean? I saw a tweet that was like this Pokemon pretty quickly establishes that Pokemon are eaten for meat. <laughs> Oh, I've missed that part. Okay. <laughs> but excited to get to it. Because it takes place in modern day real Spain. So yeah. I have to ask you guys, Pokemon, if they exist, 
in this world and they're just common like yep. detective pikachu world uh what is a business that you would have that either employs pokemon or cleans up after pokemon or <laughs> addresses There's a, a lot of money in addresses that. a problem by pokemon maybe employing pokemon to, to, to uh, fix pokemon uh so what is your pokemon side hustle or your main your main gig mm. Mm. Uh, for one, it would suck to be an arborist, you know, a tree scientist in the Pokemon world, because we all know how that happened uh, in the last game. That one fucked up tree. Everybody would be there studying that. Well, I was going to say... Shield joke. I think you can make some serious money as an orthopedist or an orthopedic surgeon in a Pokemon Scarlet or Violet, because there are a lot of like loose bones and muscles on <laughs> these like people. <laughs> Wouldn't really be working on Pokemon, but man, I've seen some of these characters just really lose their uh, just muscular tension, and I think they could use some help. <laughs> Click through the earth. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go get him. The the career I, I dreamed of myself in the Pokemon world is really one where, like, let's say, you know, you're a trainer, you're riding your, uh, what was it, the Dynamax bike? Who's who's it now? Coriodon. Uh, yep. <laughs> Coriodon bike. You're riding them through, you know, the hills of, uh, I don't know, what's the... Po- Paldea. Paldea. Spain. Paldea. Paldea. Yeah, you're wa- riding them through the hills. It's at night. It's dark. You can't see. And you hit... What you think might be, you know, either another trainer or another Pokemon, you call me. I come and visit in the middle of the night, and I'm like, you know, trying to like advise you, you. Clayton. Okay. <laughs> God damn it! Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'll give you another example. Let's say there's a huge suit <laughs> against, like, just Got like a big the big bag of bag of <laughs> No, he's involved too, but he's been taken off the case. Uh, I'm in. I'm here to like take over. Was Team Star? Let's say they have like. Uh, there's a huge like countersuit against them for. I don't even know what they do. What does Team Rocket ever do? Steal Steel Pokemon? Pokemon. What is? What are you doing? That's not that. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> we capture him from the wild. We capture him from the wild. So they're just yeah. like taking the Pokeball from you? They're and like they that, look better? Yeah. They're like that guy in Buster Scruggs who tries to kill Tom Waits for his gold. <laughs> he just kind of posts up. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I see. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Putting in my contacts. All right. So let's say, you know, massive case against them. Poison and Pokemon. There's They've got a Mewtwo that talks. Freaks people out. I'm there. When one of our one of our guys, uh, uh, you know, kind of loses track, really becomes lost in the sauce. I don't know. There's a spray. I think it's been a while since I played potion. Pokemon. Potion. Potion. <laughs> it is confusingly named. <laughs> Tilda Swinton there, and is she a Pokemon? <laughs> no, she's a Nurse Joy. I think. No. Are there lawyers in Pokemon? There should be. I'm a Officer lawyer. Come on, it's basically Officer Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> My my car blows up at uh, one point, and all these ponytails like because I'm looking at some shiny ponytails, and my car blows up. That's what I'm picturing. Okay, so Michael Clayton, the, the plot of Michael. Yeah, Clayton. it's Michael Clayton. <laughs> Michael Clayton. Michael Pokemon, Clayton. Yeah. But Pokemon. I have three words for you: large adult sons. You, <laughs> Pokemon. I don't think understand the concept of money. Uh, they mainly respond to treats and head rubs. If camping has taught me anything. Um, so I am going to raise a gaggle of machops from, from birth and I'm going to take them and I'm going to drive them in a bus every Saturday and we're going to do yard work for people. 
you know, picking up pine cones, moving mulch, <laughs> cutting the grass, me and all my machops. <laughs> one day they're all going to evolve into machokes. And then I'm going to be in a pinstripe suit and they're all going to wear suits, not pinstripe, just regular <laughs> suit. And we're going to walk around town in like, like the reservoir dogs and just pick up odd jobs. We're going to be bouncers. We're going to be enforcers. We're going to be casino pit bosses. Just me and my seven machops. And I'm getting the paycheck of nine people. <laughs> and I'm just I'm just giving them like potions and like rare candies, which can't can't be they don't need health benefits. And then when everyone evolves in I, I put an Everstone in the suit pocket so they can't become a they can't become a champ. That is a trainer Pokemon. Oh, yeah. These are machokes. These are just big yeah. gray men. Uh, if one becomes my champ, I take it to the lake and put it down. Uh, <laughs> you, a lesson. you prestige the Machamp. <laughs> <laughs> Dunk him in a water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I keep the tank for some reason with him floating in it. <laughs> Just it's a, a warning. Basement full of Machamp tanks. Spoilers for the prestige. The dumbest part of that movie is he doesn't reuse the tank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's his tank budget? Who makes his tanks? <laughs> Who's the, he's got a guy. He's got, he's got blind people loading the tank in a in a truck every night. I'm the that's, tank guy. That's in the, the, the Pokemon. That's, world. You're the guy. There you go. You're the tank. <laughs> Mill tank. That's the true backstory to Prestige. Is it all happens because he accidentally ordered <laughs> tanks. So everything that happened after that was so he could use up those tanks and justify the expense. <laughs> I gotta figure out what to put in these tanks. I gotta call Nikola Tesla, played by David Bowie. <laughs> um. I'd like to meet the absolute joke of a person in this world who decides to go to mime school when Mr. Mime exists as a species. Like, one absolute joke would it be to someone trying to do mime shit in the streets when Mr. Mime exists? Are mimes named after Mr. Mime in the Pokemon world? I think so. I think or is so. Mr. Would, mime named I, after I think, mime? <laughs> I think Mr. Mime came first. Would humans I, being, like, acting like Pokemon, like, I'm putting on a Mr. Mime act, would that be seen as inappropriate or, like, it's oh, how nice? thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, like would it be speaking, speaking, would it be taken as like oh these children are in like a fun animal play or would it be taken like this is appropriation the the yeah, the, the like, puppy girl on TikTok <laughs> yeah. hmm. um I I think the worse job than regular mime is Mrs mime because have you seen a Mr mime Yeesh. um also hardcore conservatives trying to erase evolution from biology books. Uh, shocked to find that it happens literally every day uh, when Pokemon evolve from one to another. So I think conservatism is going to be pretty hard to uh, to exist in the Pokemon world. Uh, and on top of that, do soldiers exist? Because cars exist. There's oil, so surely there's war. <laughs> I'm curious if 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 soldiers, if humans are the ones uh, participating, or <laughs> just, just, just all of my machokes. Yeah, it's a rumbling. Just the Pokemon I, world, Henry Ford going like, what do I do with all this oil? <laughs> Gotta start the military industrial complex, I guess. <laughs> to invade Paldea. Um, <laughs> it's justified. They hit us first. Um, <laughs> a second Zapdos has hit Pokemon Tower. <laughs> So the the sounds that you brought during your show and tell were absolutely spine tingling. But I think the worst thing I have imagined this episode is a, a machop birth. <laughs> as you were discussing that, good <laughs> lord! <laughs> you said you've raised six machops since birth. Yeesh. Well, they come, they what come a day from that eggs. was! Yeah, <laughs> just watching an egg, an egg hatch to a little machop. Machop. 
<laughs> I don't know what that sound like. <laughs> it sound like that. What okay, if, good. What if Pokemon were born from people and there was an equal opportunity, <laughs> equal odds that a person was going to come out or a Pokemon? Like you, you give birth and it's Starmie. The the most difficult one to give birth to angle wise. <laughs> Maybe it's like a Nidarian situation where you become a Pokemon and then from Pokemon you become a human. You know, you we know could be about how jelly creature feature here. We could. Like we're all just Pokemon who who grew up. <laughs> kind of. Yes. All right, I'm into this. You have to birth a Togepi. It's the easiest one to have, but it's also the most annoying. Mm-hmm. I feel like Grimer's pretty easy to birth. <laughs> Grimer's just a fart. I would argue that I have. <laughs> I gotta go. In a restaurant, excuse me. I gotta go get birth to a Grimer. <laughs> Jesus. That's the grossest thing I've ever heard someone say. Walk out of the bathroom. <laughs> no, even better, walk into a bathroom that's got one person in it and be like, who's giving birth to a Grimer in here? But if you, in a world where Pokemon doesn't exist, that's the funniest sentence in the world. <laughs> I'll be right back. I gotta go birth a Grimer. <laughs> 2021 was the year of Scyther. 2022 is the year of Grimer. Who left a real gr- <laughs> Who left a real grimer in the toilet back there, man? <laughs> she was purple. <laughs> uh, folks, uh, this is Tyler. <laughs> now that we've used the phrase, now that we've coined the phrase giving birth to a grimer is having a having a rough crap. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> When you're, hopefully you're listening to this on your Thanksgiving on the way to your family, just to hang out on the couch, and when you're real full, it's just like, I feel like I got a birth of Grimer. Just, just call the police. <laughs> your cousins will love it, but your aunts and uncles will be real confused. Oh, man. Please, listeners at home, record yourself safe in front of your family. Don't send TikTok it to us. Trend. <laughs> I told my family I was going to the TikTok audio lady. <laughs> it's, it's better entertain Radish fans, send us a picture of your total grimer. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. I hope Twitter's gone before then. <laughs> Tyler, do you have a Tyler's Got question? Got new neighbors Honestly, moving in? No. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> birth of a grimer. Hey, I noticed you were getting DoorDash a lot, so I birthed you a Grimer. <laughs> Grimer. Canceled on Twitter for birthing a Grimer for my neighbors. Okay, we don't deserve a Tyler's question. Honestly. <laughs> you look at this podcast and tell me a loving God exists. <laughs> Episode 224, Sheep Circles and Grimer's Birth. <laughs> Honestly, Tyler's question was going to be, what are you guys grateful for this year? And because this is a Thanksgiving episode, I was going to make this super nice, but we can't. We can't go from Grimer's to It's funny because Grimer was birth cesarean. 
doesn't even hold up. <laughs> Grimer's the place because he turned no grime. during birth. <laughs> no Grimer was... of woman born. <laughs> McGrimer. You get the Macbeth loop. Grimer. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Grime. What does Grimer sound like? He just says Grimer. They all say their names. Grime. Yeah, just, just. I know, but I'm just trying to figure out the 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 voice. Oh Except God! Mewtwo, which I'm, has I'm a human for... voice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. This year, I'm thankful for. Um, I have special like medicine I can take that turns my grimers into geodudes. <laughs> so I. <laughs> we have to stop. I'm not we getting birth to, to grimers anymore. I've been eating the Jamie Lee Curtis yogurt. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, poison type gym leader. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Pokemon gyms, not were real, but like those rules applied just to other places. You can just show up at a restaurant and beat up the guy who's there. And then it's just your restaurant. <laughs> they just give you a badge for it. Hire local kids to work out. <laughs> I guess Thank in the Pokemon you. world, if you get a, a airline's wings, that means you beat up the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> pilot oh, John. Jeez. Captain Phillips. <laughs> um that's gonna that's gonna be it, I think, for episode two hundred and twenty four about what more can it you ask for? <laughs> <laughs> we got it all Birthing two grimers. <laughs> uh <laughs> I hope you have a nice Thanksgiving, I guess. <laughs> I've been Will. You can find me online at Will from Online Places. Uh, that's my handle basically everywhere. But uh, if you send me Grimer, I'll block you. <laughs> Please don't do that. Keep it to yourself and your family and your loved ones. We're not your loved ones. Uh, <laughs> not We're not your friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm Sean. You can find me at that Sean Barry on Twitter. Uh, Tyler asked, I'm going to answer, I'm most thankful for Lydia Tarr, uh, boy oh boy, and greatest accordion player of 2022. Um, the Michael Clayton of the Symphony Hall. <laughs> truly. <laughs> I did see a tweet that said uh, if, if uh, Lydia Tarr is the lesbian Daniel Plainview, and I was like, oh, that's why I like it so much. Mm. Uh, yeah, that explains it. Mm. <laughs> I'm Tyler, um... <laughs> you can find me giving birth to Lydia Tarr um, <laughs> oh, oh, on uh, TikTok. Oh, at wow. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you can follow me on, on TikTok at Tyler from Radish and on Twitter at Tyler from Radish as well. Uh, you can find the podcast online as of now at RadishPod on Twitter. I think we started a subreddit. Go post your Grimer pics Don't do that. on our RadishPod. Yes. <laughs> as the only moderator. <laughs> I'll have We're a reason to con- shut the subreddit down. <laughs> get contacted by Game Freak. It's just going to be, ew. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. More like muck, am I right? All right, oh. bye. All right, bye. Oh, birthing muck! <laughs> but yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas.